0: What's going on, everybody? This is JBB, and you're listening to a new episode of the Postgame Report. So I saw something on Twitter, uh, and I responded to it, talking about content creation and creating content that I enjoy, first and foremost, and then appreciating those people who listen to my podcast and can appreciate the content that I create. Sometimes they will share it. Sometimes they will like it. I do YouTube videos as well. I do photography and my podcast. And a lot of times, most often, people will not share my content. And that's okay with me. I don't even ask people to subscribe to my content. A lot of times with my photography, I'll get people telling me that I should do like photo book or that I should open up a gallery and do a show but when I do sell prints I don't get any type of sales which is okay I do appreciate the compliments but I don't take photos so that people can compliment me on my photos I don't create podcasts so that people can kiss my ass that is not what I'm all about so I'm gonna share a story about a photo event that I attended probably close to 4 years ago this was for Fuji Fuji they create cameras they create uh, film I'm sure some of you are, are familiar with that. Uh, they create a few things. They also have businesses in pharmaceuticals, things like that. So this was a Fuji-sponsored event, and it was for two days. I attended this. Of course, I had to pay money. Now during the event, there were there were uh, two photographers representing Fuji and what they did was they they took us around Manhattan and we had a contest Uh, the photos we were going to pick about I believe two photos of our own that we took during this walk around in Manhattan and they were going to judge it, they were going to critique it they were going to critique everybody's photos right? and then they would pick a winner and the winner would get a prize of some sort. So, when it came to my photo, I took a photo of a guy who looked like a mobster, right? <laughs> this dude looked tough and rugged. He looked like he was straight out of the mob. Um, but when I took the photo, I was just turning the corner and this gentleman was sitting, uh, standing at this corner smoking a cigarette and the the hand that he was holding the cigarette he has a tattoo that says mom so right when i was about to take the photo he put his hand down so there's motion blur and it's not uh fully folk in focus so i knew i missed an opportunity to take a really cool photo I didn't know this was going to be part of some contest, but I took the photo because I found it very interesting. So, we had to select two photos to represent uh, our work, I I assume. And when it came up to, when it came my turn, they would put our photos on a big uh, projector. And then they would do their critique. And then uh, they'll move along, so it came to my photos and the photo with the, with the gentleman holding the cigarette with the tattoo that says mom on his hand, when my photo appeared, a lady that was also part of uh, the group, uh, who also paid to, to be in there, she goes, wow, right? Which, for me, was a big compliment. So, they're talking about the photo, blah, blah, blah. Lo and behold, I don't win the contest. So, after the contest was over, or, you know, the the, the photo critique was over, uh, one of the guys, he sits down with me, and we're, like, looking at each other's work, looking at each other's... uh, photos that we've taken throughout the the photo walk that's what they usually call it a photo walk where a bunch of people get together walk around a certain area of of a town or a city and they take pictures so he sees a particular photo where in times square there was this rally going on and it was asian people holding up signs with religion Uh, Religious sayings And and psalms And things like that And they were like Kind of recruiting people To join a church or whatever So I took a photo A low angle photo Of a group holding up signs And They're you know You can see they're all yelling In unison and blah blah So he sees this photo And this gentleman used to work for a newspaper as a photo journalist. So he sees it and he goes, dude, why didn't you submit this photo? You would have won the contest. And what I told him was, I didn't connect with the photo like I did with the photo that I did submit of the guy holding the cigarette with mom. On it, tattooed on his hand. I said, I connected more with that photo. That was the type of photo that I like to view. As some, you know, if someone else took that photo, I would view it and be like, I like this one. So he was like, All right. (laughs) But the reason why I picked it, I, I bring up this story is because I stand by what I say. I don't talk, I don't talk a lot of crap about things, giving people advice, and then I don't go ahead and follow that advice. I choose to create content that I would like to listen to if I were listening to someone else. I find that if my content is helpful... A few years from now, then I've succeeded. And to me, that is very fulfilling, I guess. Because good content, or great content, whatever, has lasting power. It is not something that is a flash in the pan. And you decide you want to follow some kind of trend for some instant followership or followership, whatever the fuck. And you want to spike in your viewership. You know, a lot of people do that nowadays. A lot of people join or or a lot of people, for example, let's say you started a podcast or a YouTube channel. And one day you start looking at analytics and you're like, man, my numbers haven't really moved, right? They're steady, but I'm not getting any more followers than I would like, things of that sort. And then you start seeing other people who you feel you are better than, right? Because a lot of us get into podcasting and content creation because we see somebody and most of the time we're like yo, i could do better than that that person and so that gives us the motivation to start doing our own thing and that is a fact okay so you're looking at these other people who are getting more numbers than you and you notice that they have a particular thumbnail or their titles are titled a certain way If it's video games, you notice that they have to create drama. They have to fabricate lies or, well, fabricate stories in order to stand out and lie about things that really don't exist. So you start implementing some of that stuff and you see a spike in your viewership. you're like holy shit this thing is working so you keep doing it and you keep doing it and what you're doing is yes you're getting an extra 100 views you might get 20 more subscribers in a month but now you're alienating the people that supported you initially and after a while they're either going to which is something that a lot of us do We will stop watching a podcast, or we will stop watching a YouTube channel, but we'll forget to unsubscribe. (laughs) So, now you have, let's say, 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, but you don't get that many views. Why? Because half of those 2,000 subscribers no longer really care about your content. And now you have to do more extreme things. Now you have to keep going down the rabbit hole. And then one day you're going to decide, I want to create the content that I want to create. And guess what? Now you lose everything because that audience that you were catering to that really don't that really don't like quality content they just want drama they want to hear somebody talking about somebody else or bashing another console things of that sort and I'm using video games as an example once again once you drift away from that format they go to the next person that's doing it it's as simple as that and now you're left with a smaller audience than you started with And no one can trust your opinion anymore. Now, I was talking about creating drama and talking shit about consoles. You might be thinking, wow, you just described your podcast. When the Postgame Report was criticizing Xbox, when we were calling out other content creators, we did it long before... It was the cool thing to do. We did it. When it wasn't. When it wasn't a common thing. Now. If you're not talking shit about somebody. If you're not talking shit about a console. You're not getting numbers. So when. I would. As a. Back in the day. As an MVP for Xbox when I was criticizing Xbox it was from a perspective that knew exactly what the fuck I was talking about and it was from a perspective of somebody who really enjoyed everything the brand was doing up until those particular moments and when you like something And you see that it's digressing in its quality, in its direction. And I don't know if I just said, you know, if that makes sense. But when you see something you enjoy lacking in in the quality that, that made you a fan of that product, you speak up, right? When you have friends and you have family and you see them doing bad... You see them struggling, you will say something, right? Because what kind of friend are you? What kind of brother or sister are you? If you let the people that you care for go down the drain and do bad shit to themselves. So, as someone who put a lot of time, wasted a lot of money on Xbox, well, I'm not going to say wasted because the money that, that I did spend on the products, like the original Xbox, the Xbox 360, the money I spent on on those products, I truly found value, I truly enjoyed it. Now I won't waste money on Xbox. See, now to me, it's a waste of money. It might not be a waste of money to other people, and that's okay. So I don't find value right now. One day I might. But I said what I had to say about Xbox back in the day. I said what I had to say about people within the gaming community and the industry. And that's it. I said what I had to say. I don't have to continue to make that my only form of content creation but nowadays people just continue to go with what they deem is the cool thing they run with it over and over and over but for some reason they get an audience I can never do that shit some people might say that Postgame Report was the first podcast to really delve into this whole drama. Uh, what's the word I can use? Template? Or the crumb side, some people call it. <laughs> um, I don't like to think that. And I, I don't believe it. Because once again, I already described why we did what we did. But we moved on. If you listen to... uh, You know, sometimes I'll throw jabs. Uh, Sometimes when Xbox deserves it. I'll make a comment. I haven't mentioned anything about Starfield. Why? Because I'm not going to play Starfield. It is what it is. I'm not going to sit here and make fun of it. Or downplay it. So... If you're here for Starfield bashing, well then I'm sorry to disappoint you. That is not the content I want to create. And so you're not going to get it. (laughs) I'm not going to fall into that rabbit hole where I feel like oh man everybody else is making fun of Starfield. Let me go ahead and do that so I can get some views and some clicks. That doesn't help me sleep at night. Knowing that I created something that I wanted to create and that it is something that I feel that one or two people might enjoy, that's enough for me. That is enough for me. Because maybe down the line, and this has happened plenty of times with my content, I'll make a video. you know, I'll get comments of, of videos I made seven years ago people are finding it and finding it useful so to me that longevity and I know some people are going to be perverts but to me when your content has legs and it lasts once again you guys are going to be perverts so when someone can view a video that I did five years ago and leave a comment and say holy crap I just for example I, I made a video about a TV there was an issue with connectivity between the Xbox One I believe and Visio televisions I made a comment on someone else's video that comment to this day continues to get My comment receives comments (laughs) from random people and they tell me, holy shit, I thought my TV was broken. This helped me a lot because I, in my comment, I put down what I did to fix it. So when you help people, when you, when you provide something useful that will help people, people will find it. And I know I sound distracted. I'm sitting in my car. I'm in a a parking lot. My wife is getting uh, uh, an MRI. Um, You know, for those, those of you that don't know, my wife is a breast cancer survivor. And every six months she has to do an MRI just to make sure that there's no growth. So I wasn't gonna make this video. Because every time we do this it's scary it's very scary you know uh, but I, I figured I'd take my mind off it and i make this uh, particular podcast I think I might have said video <laughs> a few seconds ago and also there's people walking around I saw a doctor parking his uh vehicle all crooked in the parking space like an asshole but uh yeah you know the lesson and you know sometimes I like to end an episode by giving a summary of the lesson or or explaining what the lesson is that I'm trying to uh, relay in my podcast but lesson is that you need to make yourself and once again, somebody's gonna take this and be perverted but you need to satisfy yourself first in the form or fashion you you, uh, enjoy Mike and um, when you feel like you created content that is up to your standards. You publish it and you put it out there and if people listen and they share it, great. Great. If they don't, you know what? That's okay too. Somebody will. It may not be today but someday somebody might find your content and be like, wow, this person actually things that I agree with Uh, or they're saying things I agree with they're reviewing a product that I just bought so on and so on there's content out there for everybody and somebody will find it so don't get discouraged don't feel you need to fit in I know some people want to make podcasting and YouTube their career but once You decide that you have, that you want to make content creation your career. Realize it's a lot of fucking work. A lot of work. You sacrifice a lot of your time. You think you're just going to sit at a beach and create podcasts. That's not going to happen. You become, you become a slave to the very thing that you say you're going you're to love and enjoy and some people are okay with that but a lot of people nowadays they see somebody on TikTok making a few videos getting all this popularity and they think oh man that's all they're doing and they're getting all of this popularity they're, they're showing photos of them traveling the world and all this shit I'm going to do that fuck on a 9 to 5. But, little do they know that that TikToker or that Instagrammer or whatever, they have to continue to outdo themselves every freaking video. They go everywhere with a fucking phone, looking at them, they're eating and they're talking about their food, They're pretending to wake up in the morning and somehow a camera's pointing at them, hitting the alarm clock. (laughs) It's like, come on, man. (laughs) How many takes did it take them to do that one scene? So, of course, they're going to make it look easy. Somebody's going to tell you, hey, do this, and you become, you know, a freaking celebrity. Nothing in life is that fucking easy. You still got to work at it. And content creation is hard work. It is hard work. Whether you do it once in a blue moon like I do, or you do it every week or daily, it is a hard thing to maintain. Especially when it comes to an audience. Trends change, and one day your content might not fall into a certain trend and you see your numbers go down. Now what? Do you get discouraged? Do you keep changing, uh, chasing trends to fit in? Or do you stay disciplined and you keep creating the content that was working before? You remain consistent and when those trends favor you again will come right back and enjoy the content right but people freak out and so they try to outdo themselves and that's when all hell breaks loose it's really tough but anyway I'm going to wrap it up thank you for listening to another episode of the Post Game Report I'm JBB I'll talk to you guys later